Hi guys, it's Joanne. I have two things that I need to admit to you and also fill you in on. So the first is that this is such a fun episode and you guys, we recorded it before Halloween. The calendar got a bit scrambled with a bunch of scheduling changes last season and this episode didn't get put out and it makes me so sad because it's so good. My heart was warmed all over again by Sue when I listened to this to edit it and I just am sad that I didn't get it out to you sooner. But anyway, enjoy that today. Secondly, This episode is a week late, and usually we start the season with a date compilation episode from previous guests, and I just have to admit to you that sometimes in the winter I get some seasonal depression and I've had a struggle, so I just allowed myself to be a week late and not get the date compilation episode done yet, so we kind of rearranged the plans and have a new plan here. So just to let you know what is coming up next week, we will have CJ Silas, who is a hilarious radio personality. The week after that, we will have Jen Mann, who wrote the book, People I Want to Punch in the Throat. After that, we will have Ashley Smith. And then on February 16th, we will have the date compilation episode from our season five guests. I hope everyone had a wonderful holidays, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, whatever you celebrated. I hope that your energy level is high and you're ready to face the new year and that you're encouraged and excited to be working on something that gets you up out of bed every day. Enjoy the episode. You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today I have with me Sue Holt. Sue is a woman, a wife, a stay-at-home mom, coach, podcaster, and fitness instructor. She's the owner, founder, and CEO of Mommy's Life Coach. She coaches moms from the inside out. MLC is a space for moms to laugh at the mess, celebrate the humanity of mommyhood through encouragement and deep connection. Sue, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Joanne. Absolutely. Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? I am Sue Holt. I have four children. Oh, wow. Three boys and one girl, and they are 16, 14, 12, and 9. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You're in the thick of it. Yes. There's no thinning here, except for my hair. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We live just outside of Philadelphia. We have a dog. A COVID dog, of course. His name is Oscar, and I swore I would never, ever, ever, ever get a dog. Mm-hmm. And one night, I had too much rosé, <laughs> and I said, well, if we're going to get one, we might as well get one. And I'm not kidding you, the dog was here within three days. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine's the perfect time to potty train a dog. Our dog yeah. ruined a whole summer of my life because I felt like I spent the summer standing in the backyard going, go potty, go potty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So smart. So tell me, I have relatives that live in Chestnut Hill. Are you close to there? Oh my gosh. Yes, we are. We are in Huntington Valley. My kids go to school in Glenside, which is not too far from Chestnut Hill. So a lot of my kids' friends live in Chestnut Hill. I have a pin charter sweatshirt on right now, this very moment. Get out of here. No. My cousins and my dad and his brother went to pin charter. No way. Not even kidding. Love that. (laughs) We're sisters now. Yeah. I have had this pin charter sweatshirt. My dad saw me in it the other day and he's like, that's got to be vintage by now. I'm like, I think it is. (laughs) But it's comfortable and I love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nothing like a good comfortable sweatshirt. 
Oh, I know. Except I had to cut a V in the front because it was choking me. I think I got bit. Well, I, not not I think. I know I got bigger. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had this sweatshirt since I was a teenager, and it's like <laughs> I gotta do something here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Even our neck get bigger. Everything, golly, mm-hmm. so earlobes, name it. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm like, how now? I have fat earlobes. Like my what? earlobes what? could use a little growth. There, that's one of my smaller features. Oh yeah, <laughs> Re- ridiculously. Yeah, I have those little attached earlobes. I'm glad to know they might grow, but I'm real upset about the nose thing. I I think maybe only men's noses keep growing. Maybe we can no. pretend that women's noses don't keep growing. Dang yeah. it. I, I know. I have my dad's nose and he's 72 uh-huh, and I'm 46 like, and I'm like, wow, that that's gonna what's going to happen. It's going to be massive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh, let's get to know you a little better with yep. your rapid fire questions. What is your love language? Acts of service. I used to think that was mine and I would have this whole, what have you done for me lately thing going through my head with my husband. But I realized it's really just words of affirmation and mm. I tend to show love with acts of service, which they say you're, you, but you're supposed to show love the same way you receive it. But I don't know. I feel the same. I feel like my husband, his love language is affirmations, but I think he shows love through acts of service or I just needed so many acts of service <laughs> to feel love. That I had to change his. Yeah, you guys are fit like two jigsaw puzzle pieces. That's amazing. I love it. My poor husband's love language is physical touch. And I'm like, Joanne, stop being a porcupine and love that man. (laughs) Give him a hug for the love of God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay. Who's the funniest person you know? It's my grandmother. She's no longer alive, but Oh yes. Tell me about your grandma. She was the funniest lady. So she was in World War II. She was like the first whack in the army. She lied about her age and like basically was the rebel that she was like one of eight. What a little stud muffin. She was like beyond her years, you Aww. know? She was so funny. One story is we have so my kids play ice hockey. So we have a lot of fundraisers. So we have what we call beef and beers. So (laughs) you're kind of in like a hall, like a church. We have them in like, it's called the AOH, Ancient Order of Hibernians. She was, I guess she had to be about, she's probably 80, right? So we're like, all right, grandma, we got you. We're going to sit you right here. Her and her best friend, Stella, we got her her little beers. We got her her little roast beef sandwich. She's like, no, I don't want to sit here. I want to sit over there. So I was like, all right, grandma. Yeah, we put her over there. And she was sitting right next to the men's room. And she said, you know what, Susie? This is a real bird's eye view. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's appropriate, but. Oh, of course it is. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, Granny, you're the funniest lady on the planet. She just always had like funny little stories. My brother, he and his wife were pregnant real quick. They had true Irish twins, so they were 11 months apart. So my grandmom said, what you do? Did you did you do it in the hospital? I mean, how is she pregnant again? <laughs> That's adorable. And like the fact that she was like 80 saying it was just it's just coming out of this little lady with curly yeah. white hair. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah. She's like, Susan, I've been on this earth for 83 years. I can say whatever I want. That's yes, right. You can. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, what's your strangest family tradition? I have Christmas Day at my house. We have about 50 people. Wow. 
It's my side of the family and my husband's side of the family. Oh. Yeah. And we're two very different kinds of families. Oh, so, boy. but everybody all comes together on Christmas Day. Oh. So then we have, you know, some people leave, some people sleep over because they can't drive home, <laughs> which is fine. So the day after, which is Boxing Day in the UK, my one cousin slept over, Rachel, and she's sitting on the couch and I was like, I am exhausted. All I want to do is just watch Christmas movies and just chill out. I mean, my house is like destroyed. I had 50 people on my house at Christmas. And eat all the things that I've been making for the last week, right? (laughs) Exactly. So she gets Doritos and we sit on the couch and she's like, it's Boxing Day. What? She's like, it's Boxing Day. We're going to sit on the couch and eat Doritos and we're going to have a lovely time of it. (laughs) So all of my children, now it's a tradition. It's been 10 years now. Now that they're a little older, they all speak in English accents and we eat Doritos and we sit on the couch for Boxing Day. I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. That is amazing. That's a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful tradition. One year, my husband worked the day after Christmas, and I was like, never again, because my kids were still pretty little, and I was like, I cannot be an alone stay-at-home mom the day after Christmas. You need to stay home so that we can deal with this together. That should be <laughs> like a, a rule, yeah. Totally, a mom. Yeah, yeah, never. Okay, have you ever met a celebrity? I did. My husband and I were in an elevator, and we met Richard Simmons. And <laughs> I loved him. I was him for Halloween one year in college. Oh, fun. Because I used to, I, I still do it, but I like to work out and stuff. So they were like, you have to be Richard Simmons, you know. <laughs> so we were in the elevator and every person that touched the button to what floor to go to, we would get shocked. And he's like, you know what it is? It was like me and my husband, we weren't married yet. So we were like, you know, still like gaga over each other. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, the electricity between the two of you is causing the electricity on the walls. <laughs> and like, I was like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> So Richard cute. Simmons says it, then I it must be true. true. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So you didn't just mm-hmm. meet him, but he said some personal things about you. Oh, that's adorable. He's cute. Okay. Do you have a recurring dream? Yes. I have a dream that I'm driving across the bridge and then the bridge opens for a really big boat to come through, but I'm still driving it. Uh-huh. So I have to drive it like vertically. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I usually wake up. But yeah. That's really scary. Yeah, I know. It's not a funny one, but it... No, it doesn't have to. We go yeah. deep on this show. It doesn't always have to be funny. It reminds me of the recurring dream I have where I'm I'm driving on this. The only way I can explain it is it's like a really dangerous roller coaster track. And you like can't see the tracks because they're so small under your tires. And if you go left or right the wrong way, you'll fall off. And it's like so treacherous, just super scary. I have that one a lot. I don't know why. That's scary. I should really mm. look it up. I know. I always say that and then like the day goes on and then yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, then I have it again. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wait, I really should find out what my subconscious is trying to tell me. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share our not so fancy moments so that our listeners remember they're not alone and so that we can demonstrate the connection that is forged when we share these funny stories. So what do you have for us today? So I have four children we already talked about. So I had a three-year-old, I had a 19-month-old, and I had a newborn. Mm, Oh my gosh. My newborn was about five weeks old. And I could not look 
at the walls in my house for another day. I had to get out. I, I couldn't do it. So we all went to McDonald's. It was like the end of March, so it wasn't treacherously freezing, but it, it wasn't super warm. It wasn't super cold. So we're like, we'll just go in here. They had an inside playground. Mm, perfect. Everyone will be entertained. I will pack a lunch because, you know, I just gave birth, so I am <laughs> – way overweight and have not even (laughs) lost anything yet. My daughter's the middle one. So she was a little crazy at that point. It's a rough age. (laughs) 19 months. I know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I'm nursing my my five-week-old. So I I don't feel – he kind of isn't like moving much. So I'm like – and he was in a sling. So I'm like, let me get him out. And I see that he – wasn't breathing. So he had um, blood. Yeah. He had blood coming out of his nose and he started to turn purple. <gasps> so I had just watched something where it said, do not use, because this was in um, 2009. So it was like, do not use your cell phone when you have an emergency, like make sure you have a landline. So I'm like telling this grandpa next to me, I'm like, call 911. And he's like, you want me to call? Ni- I'm like, call 911. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I'm all. like, he's not listening to me. So then I like run out and I had the baby in my hand. And at this point, he was completely purple. I'm like, call 911. My baby stopped breathing. So they call 911. They were there, at Joanne, like within 35 seconds. They were oh there so fast. Gosh. <gasps> and I, I wasn't in the playground anymore. I was in like the area. So there's all these people around. It's like lunchtime on a Friday oh. at McDonald's, you know? So um, someone said, turn him over. So I turn him over and he starts to breathe again. <gasps> I'm not sure. I think he was maybe having a little bit of a seizure, but he he was okay. So it was just, I mean, I was I was talking about it. I'm still shaking, right? So there's <sighs> mom standing around me. There's like, you know, men, oh, thank God the baby's okay. And, and so- I had this woman come up to me and I was nursing at the time. So you can imagine she put my boob back into (gasps) my shirt. Oh, no. (laughs) So during this whole time, and I was the size G as in gross, like (laughs) they were bigger than the baby's head. And I, and I was just like, all of McDonald's just saw my boob. On the absolute worst moment of my life. Oh my gosh, Sue. Yeah. I know, right? Oh no. <laughs> you told that perfect because I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I waited to tell my husband that for like, you know, at least a year. <laughs> Because then they wouldn't let me take the other two in the ambulance, and I couldn't drive at that point. So I had to leave the other two with Erica, the supervisor at McDonald's. I've never even met her in my life. You're like, well, hopefully she's had a background check if she's a supervisor at McDonald's. Oh, God. It was just insane. And then I came back to thank her. And she's like – I came back like three days later after the baby got out of the hospital and everything. And she's like, I'm sorry to say – but I gave them chicken nuggets and french fries. They didn't even know you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. They're just like, oh, yeah, where's my mom? Oh, so chicken can have these. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say McDonald's fries? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where my mom is. Smart lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That is so scary and so funny. And I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> 
shoot. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. Well, for all of those of you who've never been a nursing mom before, one thing you need mm-hmm. to know is I don't know when it happens, but sometime after the first couple of weeks, when every time the baby latches on, it feels like your boobs in a vice, then mm-hmm. you get kind of insensate to where your boobs are kind of numb, you know, and they yeah. just do Still what are. they need to do. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I got the milk. It's warm. Yeah. I just made it myself. It's right here, you know, <laughs> and they just become like these milk sacks, you know, and, and anyway, yeah. so they're not even because- yours. Like, yeah, because, you know, mm-hmm. people who've never nursed before are like, how do you not know your boobs out? Well, you just, you know, it's a different kind of boob than the kind yeah. of boob you have, <laughs> you know, or, or that that we have now, you know, it's, it's totally different. Yeah, completely different. They've gone through a lot. <laughs> God bless that woman who came over and tucked yeah. her back in. Oh, my gosh. Did you? I mean, Angel. I'm talking to the EMT. They were all men. She was, um, but she, she manhandled you, huh? I mean, she, you know, she had to, I mean, yeah. there was no, like, I, I couldn't even like, I was just staring at people at one point and like shaking. And she was just like, this poor girl's got to put them away. And you know, I'm just going to have to do it myself. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love it. Oh, wouldn't it be fun to talk to that girl? I know. <laughs> Who was she? Where is she? How many boobs does she have to tuck back <sighs> in? You. Probably just yours. <laughs> Her, but you know she's telling the story. Yeah, <laughs> don't be fooled. She's, she was helping you be discreet in the moment, but that's exactly. a good story for her to tell. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but most of my questions have more to do with your baby because yeah. I have a medical background. So okay, I'm like, thank God that didn't happen to him while he was sleeping. Oh, I just can't even no. stand it. And he's how old is he now? Nine. He's 12. He's 12. Yeah, he is never had any issue. It was just like he just aspirated on my milk. They couldn't really, but the doctor's oh, like, okay, I don't know. You know, like, right. No it was just something they happened. just couldn't figure out. Yeah. A fluke, a fluke thing. Because his nose was bleeding, I was like, I thought, oh, Lord, what's going on here? But they were like, no. Yeah, that makes it really scary. Like, yeah. You think, okay, does he have some crazy virus or, you know? Right. I'm thinking brain. Like, I was just Mm -hmm. like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. We spent five days at Children's Hospital. The nurses were absolutely fantastic. And he was fine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank God. Yeah. What I was not fine for a while. But. Yeah, no, you were totally traumatized. <laughs> he doesn't remember yeah. a single thing. You're no. like, I love you more than life. <laughs> and don't you ever scare me like that again, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So is your yeah. 16-year-old driving? He is not quite 16 yet. So in Pennsylvania, you get your permit for six months. So you get your permit at 16. Yeah, the day you turn – well, if you pass the test, you know. Yeah, yes. but that's the first day you can, you know, take it. And then you have your permit for six months. So he – if all goes well, hopefully April. That's <laughs> – wow. to drive. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. the most freeing and the most terrifying thing you've dealt with in a while, but just focus on the freeing. My 16-year-old just ran over a black bear on the interstate in the pitch dark, and it was $9,000 of damage to her car. She didn't get injured, thank God. Oh, but my God. She handled it very well. It was really, really scary. 
the, that phone call that you never want to get after 11 mm. o'clock at night, crying, crying, crying. And we were, we're in the rural Montana, so we're lucky she even had cell service. Thank God she's okay. That's number one. Yes. So the first thing is she was like, mom, mom, I hit something. I'm like, was it a person? No, it was an animal. Are you hurt? No, I'm fine. Okay, we can handle this. It's okay. Mm. Just pull over. So I stayed on the phone with her until my husband got there because she was pretty close to our house. And in the meantime, a neighbor drove up, but I didn't know it was a neighbor. She's like, now there's a man here. I'm like, you can roll your window down one inch and talk to him. And he was like, oh, it's Chris from down the road. And I was like, oh, thank God, because he was driving his son home from soccer. They had gone to another town for a soccer game. And she was so worried about the animal. And he was the one who was like, it was a black bear because she thought it was somebody's dog, which would have been a lot more upsetting. But she was still like, oh my gosh, mom, I think I heard its bones break. And I just, I think it's suffering. And the trooper that came to the scene to remove the black bear from the road said, there's no chance this bear suffered. His head was completely flattened. And we were like, gross, but fabulous, you know? Mm. Oh my gosh. The trooper said she handled it so well. And, you know, they if they learn properly, they can handle things like that. So I probably shouldn't have told you that story since your son's just about to get his permit. I'm really sorry. No. <laughs> it's just on my Girl, mind. We need all the help we can get, right? So Yeah. Then, so yeah. it's a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. And it made I think it probably made the two older kids more careful too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's scary. Really scary. Yeah, because you I, you definitely have to teach them like what to do when you are in an accident. So Yeah, and here in Montana, they can get their permit at 15 and okay. they can get their license at 15 and a half, but they have to take driver's ed. And mm-hmm. the driver's ed here is through the school and it's very thorough. And in person, it's not online. They drive with the teacher. They get lectures. They're told all kinds of things. So they were much more prepared to, when they started driving than I was when I was 16. Is your son going to take driver's ed? Yes, he will take driver's ed. And I told my husband that I potty train them. So you're teaching them how to drive. (laughs) I I love it. I'm such a bad driver. And the kids are like, dad's going to teach us how to drive, right, mom? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody in the family is firm on the role division there. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so he'll be very well prepared. Oh, that's, Mm -hmm. well, he'll be really excited for some freedom. What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too? I really like We Can Do Hard Things by Glennon Doyle. It's a podcast. It's with Glennon Doyle and her wife, Abby Wambach. And oh, they do it together, sister, huh? Amanda. Yeah. I don't Aww. think they started out that they were going to. And I think it just kind of – it sounds like it just kind of happened that way. Actually, I don't know for sure, but I make up stories in my head. So mm-hmm. yeah, that so could I. be it. Sounds like a good reason, right? I, I just love her and I love Abby. I just love how they, they're they back and forth and their topics. And it's just like a nice listen while you're in the car picking someone up from God knows where. Always driving. Always yes, driving. Got to have a lot of podcasts to listen to for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is one surprising thing about you that no one would be able to tell just by looking? I'm actually a good cook. And it's funny, someone, my friend's husband said, you know, <laughs> you're a pretty good cook. I wouldn't think it looking at you, but you are. <laughs> you're kind of wiry. <laughs> you work out a lot, right? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Matt. Never, never yeah, trust a skinny cook except for Sue. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Why are you such an exercise fiend? I want I want some of that to wear off on me as we're talking. Did you do sports in school? Did you grow up an athlete? 
I actually was a dancer growing up and I was a cheerleader and I was in the plays. And then in college, I was on the dance team. Oh, wow. It just, it ends the the stress cycle for me now. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, mm-hmm. now it's mental. I went on a my first girl's trip this weekend oh, and it was good. a disaster. And oh, I just, I didn't feel right. And, and I worked out this morning and it was so hard. I just ate like crap and drank and it just like, oh, okay. I'm back. Kind of resets things. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When my third son was born, I was like super stressed and, you know, it was a lot. Um, yeah. And the trip to the hospital with my boob out didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just kind of used it as like my escape again, mm-hmm. like because I didn't for I didn't work out for a couple of years there. So if you maybe look at it with a different perspective, yeah, and a different intention. Mm-hmm. For me, I need a lot of alone time. And since I live with four other people in my house and four people across the driveway who are related to me, I don't get any. Mm. So if I wired that in to like, this is your alone time, Joanne, you can only justify it if you're off exercising, you know? Yeah. Mm. I like it. Yeah. What upcoming event or mission or project are you excited about? I just launched a podcast. It's called The Outrageous Mommy and Rage is in capital letters, R-A-G-E. I love it. Yes. Because rage is part of motherhood. (laughs) Oh, it certainly is. And it's the thing that no one talks about. In the podcast, I start out with funny mom stories that I collect throughout our Facebook group and just from, you know hanging out with a bunch of moms. And then we talk about a struggle or a challenge maybe. And then we just talk about tips and tricks and spicy bits or ways to manage the challenge or struggle. It's been really fun. And we talk about the shit that nobody else talks about. Oh, if I could only have had that podcast to listen to 18 years ago, I would have been a lot better (laughs) off. These moms are so lucky that they can listen to you. The only thing I had when my kids were babies was This American Life. It was wonderful, but it wasn't very relevant to motherhood. (laughs) Yeah. Where can the listeners find you online? My website is mommyslifecoach.com. And my podcast is The Outrageous Mommy. And my Facebook group is The Real Outrageous Mommies. Okay, awesome. I will link to all of that in the show notes. Oh my gosh, Sue, you are so fun. You were definitely worth the wait. We've had this scheduled for a while and we had to reschedule. I so appreciate you being with me. And you are funny. I think your husband is, he just must be real dry. He turned a corner. He, he did. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, Sue. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you. It's great to hang out with you. Oh, thank you. Okay, I I know I say this a lot, and maybe it's because the guests that want to come on the show are just my cup of tea, but I could have talked to Sue all day. I just had so much fun talking to her. I have enjoyed her podcast. Make sure that you check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 135 to get all the links that we discussed today. Next week on the show, we have CJ Silas. Definitely come back for that one. And if you'd like to have new episodes pop up into your feed each week, whatever podcast platform you're listening to, just click the follow button for Fancy Free. If you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. The question of the week this week will be, have you ever had a breastfeeding embarrassing moment? 
I also wanted to let you know that if you are wearing your warm weather shelfie shop pajamas and wishing that you had something to wear with them, I now have a cardigan in teal and in black, super soft and cozy. If this is even possible, softer and cozier than the fabric that you're currently wearing. And they can take your warm weather shelfies all the way through back to warm weather again. And still we are working on the cold weather long sleeve. We're about an inch away from getting our first cold weather style out. I know it's been a long time. It's just a really slow going process. So check out Shelfies at Shelfie Shop. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com for the world's best pajamas and loungewear. Have a great week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.